88K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Ben Che. The top stories. A residential building in Wong Tai Sin is locked down after health officials find an untraceable preliminary positive COVID case involving a mutant strain. The Hong Kong Alliance in support of patriotic democratic movements of China lets all of its staff go over safety fears. And all internet companies on the mainland with more than a million subscribers are to undergo a security review before listing abroad. Health officials have put a residential block in Wong Tai Sin under overnight lockdown after they found an untraceable preliminary positive COVID-19 case involving a mutant strain. More details from Todd Harding. The case involves a 50-year-old man whose infection was identified through mandatory testing at the airport after a member of an airline's ground staff was infected two weeks ago. The new patient is a porter at the airport who mainly performed duties at the apron and he last went to work today. He received the first dose of the BioNTech vaccine on July the 1st and has been asymptomatic but was found to carry the L452R mutant strain. Officials said the latest patient doesn't know the previously infected airport worker. The building where the man lives on Cam Fung Street was cordoned off at 7.30pm and residents are required to undergo compulsory testing before midnight. The Hong Kong Alliance in support of patriotic democratic movements of China says it's making its staff members redundant to ensure their safety, while half of its committee members are resigning. The alliance, which organized past annual June 4th vigils, described the move as a strategic manpower adjustment amid a rapidly deteriorating political environment. Francis Sitt has more. The pro-democracy group said its committee members decided to take preventative measures because of greater political suppression. Seven committee members are stepping down. They include Secretary Richard Choi, social worker Lun Chi Wai and District Councillor Chiu Yan Loi. Others, though, are staying put. Among them, Chairman Li Chakyan, Vice Chairman Albert Ho and Vice Chairwoman Chao Han Tong. All three are either in jail or detention. Richard Choi told RTHK that the group could continue operating with the help of volunteers and allies. He says staff members might be hired again, but that would depend on the situation. The alliance said staff would be offered compensation. Chinese cyberspace regulators say internet companies with more than 1 million subscribers must now undergo a security review before listing abroad. The authorities in Beijing fear data held by Chinese firms could fall into foreign hands. More details from the BBC's Michael Bristow. This new requirement aims to ease Beijing's fears over the national security risk posed by data held by Chinese firms. The authorities don't want this information about Chinese citizens to somehow fall into foreign hands if its companies list on overseas stock exchanges. The new rule comes amid a broader crackdown in China on technology companies. On Friday, Beijing ordered the removal of 25 apps operated by Didi, which runs an online taxi service for hundreds of millions of users and recently listed in the United States. The vice chairwoman of the Basic Law Committee, Maria Tam, says the government should be able to handle the mass resignation of district councillors over the past few days. At least 150 pro-democracy councillors have quit, amid reports that anyone disqualified for being unpatriotic may have to pay back their wages. Officials will soon arrange for councillors to take their oath of allegiance. Ms. Tam says anybody who holds public office has to swear allegiance, and any disqualification of councillors would be in line with the law. It is in line with the interpretation on Article 104 of the Basic Law, and this is not a new thing in Hong Kong. If they don't wish to resign, 
no problem. And if they should be uh, disqualified, they can do what is normally done, and that is take the government to court. Chief Executive Carrie Lam says Hong Kong must boldly push ahead with patriotic education. She said youngsters had been misled and their values must be rectified. Wendy Wong reports. Speaking at a forum, Mrs Lam said the SAR had lacked patriotic education both before and after the handover. She said in the past, national education had been stigmatized by certain groups of people with ulterior motives and in the media. She said this had undermined students' sense of national identity, leading to serious consequences. She said loving one's country was entirely justified, while betraying it was a serious crime. She urged those in the education sector to attach importance to promoting patriotic education. RTHK, the time is now 5 minutes past 11. Police in Bangladesh have arrested eight people, including the owner of a food and drinks processing factory, where more than 50 people died in a fire late on Thursday. He is expected to face murder charges. Most of those who died were trapped inside the building. The BBC's Akbar Hussain is in Dhaka. Relatives have gathered outside the factory holding a vigil and asking the police for information about their missing loved ones. Firefighters continue searching the rubble but are not hopeful of finding survivors. The owner, Shahanshah Azad, and seven others have been detained on suspicion of murder. It is believed that the exits had been locked which prevented workers from evacuating when the fire broke out. Police say the factory was operating without adequate safety measures in place. The U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen says a global corporate tax deal will benefit all governments and help raise tax revenues by ending a race to the bottom. The BBC's Alexander Schlitter has the details. Speaking at a meeting of G20 finance ministers in Venice, Ms. Yellen insisted it was not essential that every country was on board, but reassured the dissenting ones that their concerns would be addressed. She said the deal contained an enforcement mechanism to make sure that so-called holdout countries, such as Ireland, Estonia and Hungary, would not become tax havens. 130 countries have now agreed to this major overhaul of the century-old tax system, which allowed multinationals to pick and choose where to pay tax. Esther Berayano, one of the last survivors of the Auschwitz Women's Orchestra, has died aged 96. The Nazis formed the band from 40 young women who had to perform whenever the camp's inmates marched off to work or when new trains with Jews on board arrived from all over Europe. After the war, Esther Berayano became a singer and in the 70s returned from Israel to her native Germany. Earlier this year, she spoke of her fight against right-wing extremism. Es ist meine Rache, dass ich in die Schulen gehe. It is my revenge that I go to the schools, that I tell people what happened back then, so that nothing like that can ever happen again. Now students ask me, what should we do? And I tell them, whatever you do, don't be silent. To sports now, where Ash Barty has just beaten Karolina Pliskova and the ladies' singles final at Wimbledon by two sets to one, 6-3, 6-7, 6-3. 
In football, Brazil will take on their arch-rivals Argentina in the Copa America final in nine hours' time at the Maracana Stadium in Rio de Janeiro. Argentina have an unbeaten run of 19 games, while Brazil, the host and reigning champions, have not lost since Argentina beat them in a November 2019 friendly. Fans will be allowed in for the first time, but only 10% of the Maracana's capacity of 78,000, and they must observe strict social distancing measures. And for a preview of football's Euro 2020 final between England and Italy tomorrow, here's the BBC's John Bennett. After four weeks, 50 games and 140 goals, we've reached the final of Euro 2020. Italy will take on England at Wembley Stadium in London with both sides looking to make history for their nations. The Italians haven't won this competition since 1968. Meanwhile, the England team have never lifted the trophy and this is their first major tournament final for 55 years. For Italy, it's a great comeback to international football success after they failed to qualify for the last World Cup. But Roberto Mancini took over as manager and has guided them to a 33-match unbeaten run on their way to the final. England's Euro 2020 really came to life when they knocked out Germany in the last 16 and then thrashed Ukraine 4-0 in Rome in the quarterfinals. Their defence has been exceptional. In fact, a Mikel Damsgaard free kick in the semi-final is the only goal that England have conceded during the whole tournament. With the game at Wembley in London, the vast majority of the 60,000 fans will be cheering for Gareth Southgate's England side. But Italy know the stadium well after beating Spain there in the semi-final on penalties. And their fans will be very loud too. And a quick look at the weather. Currently, it's 30 degrees Celsius. The humidity is standing at 81%. You've got the very hot weather warning in force. And to end the news, the top stories once again. A residential building in Wong Tai Sin is locked down after health officials find an untraceable preliminary positive COVID case involving a mutant strain. The Hong Kong Alliance in support of patriotic democratic movements of China lets all of its staff go over safety fears. And all internet companies on the mainland with more than a million subscribers are to undergo a security review before listing abroad. And that's the news from RTHK.
chillin' like the friars, cool like me. We're gonna be so cool.